Hello, everybody. Welcome to another weekly episode here at the YYC Real Estate Show. Very excited to have uh, Brett Stankowski here with us. And we'll get to know him a, a little bit, actually in depth in a little bit here, but we'll give you your weekly update as always. So we've seen a little bit of change. Um, last week, we had only 605 sales on our last episode, and we've had an increase of 642 sales now in the last seven days. So things are starting to pick up. Like I talked about before, those buyers that were on the fence, now that the Bank of Canada has promised, and I hope they keep their promise, to not increase the rate and stay firm for the rest of this year, all those on the fence are starting to make their move and starting to purchase. So currently we have active listings in town, 2,673, a change from last week of 2,523. So 100 and change more listings as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we contributed to that. I put a couple up in the last seven days. Mm -hmm. um, so things, uh, things hopefully will stay steady. Everyone always worries about the fall and how that can bring a downturn mm -hmm. in the industry. But I hope we, we stay vigilant and, and appreciate and take advantage of an average of 175 migrants still coming to Calgary daily. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if that number is still at 175. Yeah. But I remember a couple months back, month and a half ago, we were talking about it on an episode. And that was the number like released officially. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. And then you've seen those clips before about someone made a viral clip that this was the second or third wave of people coming to see an apartment that mm. got up for rent. It was like a dozen people at a time to like, so the rental market's, you know, going to be over saturated for sure there's going to be high for, demand probably my prediction is for a while i can't see i can't see things going down in the rental market anytime soon so the highest sale 2.485 million in the last seven days that was in altador and in bayview in the southwest 2.3 million sold for full ask those were the two highest sales in the last uh seven days and the lowest sales which are usually in apartments in Chinatown. Let's see if that is still the truth. Ah, uh, no, we got Southeast and Northeast this time. 140,000 and 145,000. Greenview and red carpet. So let's introduce one more time, Mr. Brett Stankowski. That's me. Please tell everyone out there who you are, what you do, how long you've been here in YYC. Um, and I'll ask again later, but like, what, what do you like about YYC? And if there's something you could change, what would you change? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll start off with, I grew up, born and raised in Calgary. I'm an Alberta boy, nice. true to heart. Um, so I've lived in these markets essentially throughout my whole life, right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about earlier, um, I started real estate. Well, I started working for Oxford Properties when I was 17 years old. Are they a management company? Yes, commercial yeah. property management company. So South Center Mall, they own and manage, and then there's nine buildings downtown. Wow, so big outfit. Yeah, big company. Um, so I started working there, I 17, customer service, and then moved my way up into management. Um, I left in April, but I've been licensed as a mortgage broker for just over a year now, and I absolutely love it. It's great. Um, what was the other questions that you'd asked? So yeah, that was just as a little bit about get me, to know right? who you are. Yeah. What you do, how you enjoyed your time here, but you're born and raised here, so you pretty yeah. much love it, I'm sure. Yeah. But I always ask like, what's the one thing you like the most about mm -hmm. YYC? And if there's one thing you could change, what would it be? 
The one thing I like the most in YYC, specifically relating to the real estate market. No, just YYC in general. Just in general? Yeah. How close we are to the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. I go up there a lot in the winter. It's summer too, but honestly more in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a not a big one. people say that. And then related to real estate would be the affordability for yeah. sure. Right. Well, it used to be. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Five, it's, five, slowly, it's slowly disappearing. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's slowly balancing out with those other big uh, urban centers in Canada. But still, like on a relative basis, we're still uh, a lot more affordable than those other. Like Toronto, Vancouver, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. We hear that one quite a bit from guests. You how, do. How close proximity we are to hikes, rivers, lakes. Yeah. Islands, right? Yeah. Well, what else? I mean, downtowns, it used to be a lot more busy, more party-like, it's a lot quieter now. COVID the vacancy rates are really high. No, and COVID, yeah. COVID changed, that, yeah. yeah, they kind of go hand in hand there, right? Yeah. Um, like I think the vacancy rates are 26, 27% in commercial real estate downtown right now, Crazy. which is a terrifying number. Like yeah. Toronto people listening to this, Vancouver people listening to this are probably like, it's, it's not even close to that, they're around 10, yeah. eight, right? Eight to 10. Um, but yeah, that, does that answer your question? Yeah. Cool, cool. I don't well, remember the well, What is one thing you would change? About Calgary? Yeah. If you could change something, what would you change? And we do hear a common answer to that. So let me be- The zoning's excited. already started. So the that's, zoning? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, right? Um, oh man, I don't know. I need to think on that. Yeah. I'll tell you what the common hear. one is. Sure. Is that people say we need to be much better at public transportation. People oh. coming here from other big cities. Here on average, every house has three cars, right? Yeah. Because in Calgary, we're the size of New York. Like our footprint. Yeah. You need a car here. Like yeah. Our public transportation, our trains, we don't have a subway, you know? So I hear that quite a bit and I agree with that one. You know, like I remember when Nenshi came into office way back when he first, first got into office. That mm -hmm. was one of the first things he mentioned. He's like, we need to put in the groundworks now and to start today and see if we want to become a Toronto as far as public transportation or right. we want to be like a San Francisco with like no yeah. subway and stuff like that. So obviously it didn't go through. I mean, we have the green line coming, yeah. which yeah. is going to help. But I've even had uh, one of our fellow real estate agents, Matt, on here from Cochrane, and he lives there, always has. And he said, it'd be nice if there was some sort of like an, a train or Uber or something where he could come into Calgary and party and be able to get to Cochrane, right? But there's no public I mean, there there's the there's $120 taxis, which are fantastic at downtown <laughs> Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine in something for, you yeah. know, yeah. you spend all your money out drinking, you know? Maybe yeah. you know, at some point, right? Yeah. I think I think a little... Like, Tuscany's getting close, but yeah. not really, so yeah. 20 minutes away. Yeah, it's still 20 minutes yeah. away. Yeah. No, that's great. No, well, a little uh, a little pro tip with uh, that I found at least with Ubers when you're going a long distance or late night transportation. Mm -hmm. I found the taxis in the when when clubs are shutting down and everything, taxis are actually a bit cheaper than yeah. Uber yeah. because the rates aren't so competitive. They're always the same price, so you gotta look at the, your options. You have to, yeah. right? Yeah. Whether you're buying a house, buying a pair of shoes, or ordering an Uber or a taxi, you gotta. Yeah. Look at your I options. use the scooter. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's the third option. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. 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 But tell me more about yourself, you know, like, um, it's yeah. great to be able to meet you mm -hmm. here on the show. So we met briefly at a networking event Yes. once a month, everyone out there, please, uh, come to a once a month networking event that's yeah. usually held at Greta. And there's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people show up. Like I've been to quite a few networking events in the city and that one is the biggest by far. And I've yeah. personally met the most amount of mm -hmm. the biggest amount of connections and built relationships from that. Right well beyond any other event that I've been to, right? It's so, great. 
Yeah. So what do you do currently? I'm a mortgage broker, also real estate investor. Okay. Um, so my business is primarily residential right now. I would say year to date, 70% of the business I've done is with investors, whether local investors or people migrating to Alberta. Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of that. You're getting a bit of that. I'm getting a bit of that. Shout out Dan and Nick yeah. for that business. Um, they're great guys. Um, and also an investor. I've had properties of my own. Nothing right now. I'm cash ready to move on to something else. Um, just gotta find the right one. What do you need? This winter. You <laughs> this winter. Like that's what I'm, I'm gonna find. When things, like, whether you get good some, deals, right? Yeah, yeah. When people, I mean, nobody likes to move in the winter. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's when volumes fall off. Is typically that's part of it, right? And same with the rental market. It's the same thing. Nobody wants to move when we got three feet of snow outside, right? Right. Um, but that's when there's deals to be found, mm. right? I find. I mean, there's always deals to be found. It's real estate, yeah. right? As a, as an investor, I mean, as a mortgage broker, what kind of uh, investors are you working with? Yeah. Are they just buy and hold? Or good question. Um, mostly buy and hold. Mostly buy and hold. Yeah. So, so the long-term investor, because there's those cash flow investors that want yeah. something that'll cash flow every month. Then there's the long-term ones where they'll carry a, a out-of-pocket cost, but it's a long-term play. Yeah. And you have the commercial investors too, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm dabbling in there. I'm getting there. I've got a few on the go, but the commercial ones take. I mean, you know, oh, a lot longer to close. A lot more paperwork. Due diligence needs to be done from the lender on both sides. It's just a lot more work, right? Yeah, I'm dealing with um, a few few commercial clients right now, and yeah, if you have something in the northwest, what do they want? Fifteen hundred to two thousand square foot. No, they want a commercial bay. Oh, yeah. to run okay. a, to run a business they're starting. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. But um, it, like you said, it's it's a lot different than showing houses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So there is there's flips as mm -hmm. well. Like I work with. Calvert. So I guess to start off, I do I do residential, mm -hmm. okay. prime, and B. B is a little bit lower. Like you're not qualifying. The borrowers aren't qualifying under the conventional underwriting criteria there. Um, because they'll get a mortgage, the rates just aren't as good. So those are still considered um, residential. Um, and you two will know this, but residential is considered anything under four doors, four or under. So if you have a fourplex, I can do it under a residential mortgage. Mm -hmm. As soon as you get over five doors, you're just looking at multifamily, and that becomes a commercial mortgage. Even though it's still a residential property, it's still a commercial mortgage. The financing is going to be commercial. It's a completely different world. So like a sixplex. Yeah, exactly. Five doors and up, anything, um, anything up from that is considered commercial. And then like you talked about industrial bays, maybe um, places for business to run their operations, that sort of thing. It's going to be commercial, right? Office buildings, retail spaces. Urban mix, anything like that is going to be commercial financing. So I can do that as well. And then the final space is private. Um, and private is, private is where Calvert fits in. And these guys work quite a bit with Calvert. I do as well. Um, and they're more for the flips. You know, mm -hmm. we have a mortgage product that's built specifically around flipping properties, right? The exit strategy there is a huge part of when we're looking at the file, the underwriting, like the strength of the file. Depends on obviously the renovations, the evaluations, like before and after once it's stabilized, and also the exit strategy is huge. Yeah. But we're not really looking at income, notice of assessments, all your traditional stuff. When yeah. you're getting a conventional mortgage. Is it is it possible for you to talk about the rates that they might offer, or is that on yeah. a, on a per yeah. client basis? Okay. So yeah, like 100%. for a flipper, what kind of rates are they looking at for? If you're under ten, like you're laughing. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, most of the rates, it, it really depends on how much money you have down. Yeah, and when you Calvert, say 10, you say 10%, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. 
Um, they can also do a 10K down option though, Calvert mm. can. But most of them you want to be around 20% down to get into a private loan. Uh, but the rates are going to be 10 to 18% in private. Okay. But those are, the way I look at private, and even a little bit of the alternative, the conventional alternative side is of lending is, it's a stepping stone, right? So you have a plan, you have an exit strategy, like I mentioned, you have, it's, it's maybe getting you into a primary residence if you have immigrants here with no Canadian credits, mm -hmm. two years of Canadian work history, right? They're gonna need some sort of private lender to carry them for two years, carry that mortgage for two years, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna try to move them up into a B or an A. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and then the rates get better from there, right? Like yeah, definitely. On the B side, we're in the sixes, like mid sixes, low sevens, and then prime rates are mid fives right now. I'm and sure. We, we might have some listeners that might be thinking about flipping properties or currently flip properties. Yeah. Um, for exiting those mortgages, is it a month by month basis or is it a, a one year term? Like for yeah. exiting, is it pretty easy with, with that? That's, uh, that's a good point. That's really important. Yeah. So there's open mortgages and closed mortgages. Mm -hmm. So closed mortgages are your conventional ones, you know, your three, five year term, variable or fixed. You're going to pay penalties when you sell or refinance. Yeah. Right. So those are considered closed. Mm -hmm. Private mortgages are usually open. All of Calvert's are, are open that I'm aware of. Um, so if you sell, you're not paying any penalties. Okay. But you are paying an upfront lender fee. Yeah. That one and a half percent. Yeah. Of the value of the property? Of mortgage amount. amount of think, the, right? Okay. Yeah. Of okay. the mortgage amount. Yeah. Um, so that's, they kind of, that's how they make their money, right? Mm -hmm. Sure, they that's make money on that, for them. but if you, if you flip a property in 60 days, right, they're hardly going to make any money on interest. Exactly. And they're doing a lot of work underwriting this mortgage and actually funding it. Could be half a million bucks, maybe more, right? Yeah. I don't know. So they're putting a lot of work in a lot of their underwriters hours into closing these files and funding them and getting these, these investors their keys. So the return oftentimes is coming from that upfront percent and a half. Or percent. Okay, and that has to be paid up front, or is that paid yeah. once it's closed, or like on the you exit? You can capitalize it in the mortgage. Oh, okay. So you add it to the mortgage amount, and then they would just charge that on the title of the property. Oh, okay. Yeah, the mortgage amount plus the fees. Oh, okay, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So you don't have to pay okay. cash. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then as long as your flip works out, right, then technically the equity, equity you built through sweat equity, doing the work on your own, would cover that and hopefully more <laughs> get your rentals back and rental costs back, back yeah. right yeah. and then whatever uh, is left is your margins and what you're taking home putting in your pocket sweet so yeah those are the different types of mortgages i talked a bit about me the business like i can do all three of those sides right residential commercial private yeah um but like i said the bread and butter is residential a lot of investors i love working with first-time home buyers too i'm sure you guys mm -hmm. do too yeah, right it's do great like those same incentives the program with the government, the first time homebuyers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That one's huge. Uh, you know, you can go as little as 5% down on those primary residences, mm -hmm. which is amazing. It can employ a lot of leverage. And even some savvy investors will do that too, right? Mm -hmm. Go 5% down on a fourplex, live in one of the units, house hack. That's brilliant, I think, right? You take advantage of that if you can. You, you know? feel like that. <laughs> you to live with your tenants, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. right. And do you feel like, do you feel like uh, house hacking is viable, like as far as that buying a fourplex, is it viable here in Calgary, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. With the um, rates and, and the prices of... Yeah, so when you're under 20% down on a mortgage, your mortgage is gonna be insured. You have to pay an insurance premium yeah, upfront. CMHC fee. That's right. There's actually two other insurance companies as well that are used, but we just kind of love them. We just say CMHC insurance. Canadian right? Mortgage and Housing Company. Yeah. Um, 
So you're going to pay that insurance premium upfront, but you're allowed to go beyond 80% loan to value. Mm. So the loan to value is what we look for. So 95% loan to value is 5% down. And when you're going, say it's a million dollar property, right? You can go 5% down on the first 500K, and then you need to be 10% down on the remaining 500K. So you need to be, was 150K down, right? Oh, okay, okay. Or sorry, no, it's 100K down. Yeah. Wow, the math right now. This is already hitting apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So okay. that, that's how that works. But the insurance give you access to the absolute best rates. Mm -hmm. So your cash flow is going to look. The mortgage amount is larger because you're 5% down rather than 20% down, mm -hmm. but your rate's better. Nice. So it is definitely viable. Yeah. For some, I mean, I've done a few. Yeah, okay, nice. Even duplexes, right? You don't have to go crazy with a fourplex. Yeah. You can go smaller. Yeah. Depends how far your income, depends how much you can qualify for and how much I can get for you out of your income. Even a property that has a suite now. Yeah. One property with a suited basement, even that helps, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. We can use the income to help you qualify for more. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a few clients that well, we were able to show that to kind of help them get something that was a little out of reach. Yeah. Showing X amount a month. Kind of Especially if there's a lease in place. There, yeah, there was here. We could use a good chunk of that. Move in and live upstairs and keep the basement tenant for eleven hundred a month. So. There you go. Yeah. So you can use that to offset your one of the ratios we use is called total debt service. So you can use that eleven hundred to offset your liabilities if you're carrying a lot of debt, or you can just add it back to your income. That's the TDS. TDS. Mm -hmm. yeah. Hearing about. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what it stands for. So. Um, so yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on because, you know, having 27 episodes, trying to always get someone from the industry, right? We've had home inspectors and that kind of cool. stuff on, yeah. um, other agents, things like that, but we've never been able to have a mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, like, you're allowed and yet they were very firm that they're actually, they'd love to, they wanted to really bad, but they're not allowed to come on a podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, where they probably work for banks. They do. Oh, that's why. Yeah. So, so I was wondering, like, why is that? TD, CIBC. It's compliance, that yeah. sort of stuff. They don't want yeah. anything recorded and out in the public. Yeah. They're just, it gets scrutinized pretty easily there. Um, mm -hmm. For me, I'm an independent broker. That's I work right. under mortgage architects. Okay. But at the end of the day, everything I say comes back to me. Yeah. Right? Can't fall on anyone else's shoulders. Besides maybe our principal broker. Yeah. He's been doing it for like 20 years. He's great. He's okay. like... Not my boss, but yeah. he's who I report to, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of, they have a, like different levels of liability there, working for a bank and a huge financial institution, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas for me, I'm, I'm on a team still, but I'm independent. Right? Nice. Like, yeah, you guys are on a team, same thing. We are, yeah. Independent and yet still on a team. Yeah. yeah. So I guess another thing comparing me to a, a bank, a broker from a bank, well, they're not even really brokers. They're mortgage specialists. The mortgage professionals who work for banks aren't actually licensed under RECA. So brokers are licensed under RECA. So you're licensed under RECA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It, RECA and AMBA, which is Alberta Mortgage Broker Association. Yeah. Um, um, where was I going with that? I have 57 lenders and banks and financial institutions wow. that I work with. 57. So that includes the big banks. So do you guys have softwares to manage all yes. those rates yeah yeah it makes sense. there's a it lot like we have to amalgamate it all right and yeah like, i can't imagine you're scrolling music. <laughs> no, no. that's a good one the thing is <laughs> yeah. about half of those are private though oh okay. right so that's a lot of like private commercial lenders oh, a local private or was it just kind of like oh um, yes yeah, okay. a lot of them are local um i have good relationships with some of those guys mm -hmm. like we're going to construction mortgage right now which is cool in an infill 
Um, but we also work with the big banks. That's where I was going. Except RBC, they don't work with brokers because they're the. I mean, they're the biggest dogs in Canada, like market cap wise. Mm. So they don't really feel the need to spread their wings out and get brokers setting in business as well. Right. So I can work with Scotia, TD, BMO, all those big guys too. But there's all there's so many options, right? And that's it's really important for me to like servicing my clients is I want to get them the absolute best mortgage. Not just rates, but what fits and the terms tailors to their needs. Right? So there's there's a lot more I mean everyone just thinks interest rate. You yeah. think about a mortgage, right? But some of these mortgages have 15, 20 different terms and conditions in there, right? So you want to have leverage, you want to have some flexibility mm-hmm. and, some, and some wiggle room for negotiating there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why... The negotiating, I was like, you can yeah. negotiate, like even right, I mean, with one bank you can tell them, you can negotiate with a bank yeah. kind of thing? How, yeah. What does that even look like? What, what can you negotiate on? So when I'm communicating with a bank, rates and terms, you mm-hmm. actually can. Uh, that's a good question. Um, when I'm communicating with a bank, I'm talking with their business development manager. And they specifically, their job is to work with brokers and bring business in from mortgage brokers. Okay. And then they have a team of underwriters behind them that will actually underwrite the files and then I'll close that with the underwriter. Um, but for negotiating, it's uh, rates and all the terms on there. Okay. So like there's there's privileges on mortgages like prepayment. You can throw a lump sum like every year. Some mortgage, some prime mortgages have this where you can put 20% down straight at the principal. It just loves, say you got like a giant, ginormous bonus one year, right? Mm-hmm. And you just wanted to aggressively pay down your mortgage. You could throw, I don't know, whatever 20% of that mortgage amount was straight at the principal, interest-free. Yeah. And a lot of mortgages won't let you do that. They'll, they'll be charged, mm-hmm. get fees. They have a limit so that's stuff that I can negotiate. Is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because they have like limits per year, like yeah. seven, eight percent But there's always wiggle room on all this stuff. And if you go to the okay. bank, you're not going to get there. But I tell people, like, go to your bank. Say, I bank with TD personally. Yeah. If I were to get a mortgage for myself, I'm going to go into TD and see what they offer me every time. Right? Like I said before, I was joking, like shoes, houses, like, well, I can't remember what else we said, but I'm going to look at my options. It's the same thing when you come to me, right? Like you should go to the bank and see what they're going to get you yeah. and come to me and I'll almost yeah. always get back. Need it. Yeah. How long yeah. do you hold a, let's say I refer a client to you today. Sure. Do you approve them? Do you tell them, hey, this is your rate, this is how much you can spend with this much down payment? Yeah. Call your ass, start shopping for a property, but you have 60 days. Like, how long do you give them to hold that rate and what you promised them? 120. 120? Yeah. Okay. Does it not, does it not matter on the lender or is it always 120? Uh, it matters on the lender. Like, yeah, it's it is just, different. Yeah. I've had clients tell me, like, I need to buy a house, like, I got this pre approval a couple months ago and I only have, like, 28 more days or yeah. sure. So when I get a pre-approval for someone, it's really important. I think, especially with, especially with first time home buyers, mm-hmm. because they're, they're going into a situation that they've never experienced or walked through before. Right. You guys are the professionals in that scenario on the real estate side and I'm the professional on the financing side. Right. So I want your clients, their shared clients to be confident going into that showing maybe and knowing that they can afford it because I've given them a letter right. from a bank or a financial institution that says on paper, well, you can afford this, right? There's no questions, nothing's up in the air. Like, that's a fact. You can afford it because you've come to me, I've done all the preliminary work. Here's your letter. But 120 days to answer your question. That's awesome. that's really good. Yeah. And it's good because, I mean, if rates go up, you're hedged. Yeah. Right? If rates go down, we just adjust the live rates when you have an accepted offer. Awesome. So, I always, like, especially when I know rates are going to be going up, like with that inflation news we just got, mm-hmm. 
the bond yield spiked immediately, right, that morning. And the, the fixed mortgages are priced off of the Canadian five-year bond. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep this kind of service level. I don't know if you guys know that, but they're priced on the five-year Canadian bond yield. So when the bond yield spikes, fixed mortgage rates go up too. But the- so I'm getting notifications from my lenders. Yeah. Okay, rates are going up tonight. Rates are going up tonight. So that's when I'm like, okay, time to get your clients locked in, pre-approved. We need to hold them a rate now, right? Oh, okay. And, but I also heard that, that because the bond yield went up, that interest rates also went up. Yeah. No, not interest rates, sorry. Uh, inflation also went up. Oh, uh, it was more the, it's more so the inflation went up and then the bonds follow it because oh, it's like people are trading the bonds. Oh, okay. The Canadian bond is like a risk-free, like you're parking your money for, I think it's 4.22 right now, right? So you park 100K in there. You're going to be guaranteed that 4.22% return over a year. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about mortgages, mortgages are priced um, at about 150 to 180 <laughs> basis point premium, so 0.5 or 1.5 to 1.8 premium to those bonds because you're taking more risk if you're financing a mortgage for someone. Like if I was lending you money to get a mortgage, there's more risk than giving it to the Bank of Canada, right? Not a lot, but they're pricing that in, right? So that's why rates, the mortgage rates are, oh, okay. how they're priced off the five-year bond. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's, uh, that's how that works. Yeah. So what made you want to um, get into being a mortgage broker did something you always wanted to do or no no like, we talked about, about this before too <laughs> yeah like yeah, where yeah. did you you grew up here did you yeah. bounce around or you always stayed in a certain area no always here man um no, i mean like in calgary like oh i bounced around northwest we stayed around okay there. you get used to an area and you yeah just stay there right i'm a southeast boy for sure deep southeast um, I grew up in Mackenzie Lake. Yeah, yeah, pretty deep. And then I've lived downtown before. Like I've moved probably eleven or twelve times now. So I've lived all lived in Marta Loop, loved it there. Yeah. Right now I live in Court Park. So okay. still southeast. Yeah. But I, I can get here in sub twenty minutes. Right. Right. So that's pretty great. Um, but what got me into it? Um, well, like I said, I worked for Oxford Properties for ten years. Yeah. Um, moved up, got the customer service experience, the sales kind of experience. And I moved into the, more so the accounting side. I was doing like a lot of the budgeting for the shopping center, office buildings, that sort of stuff. Um, on the payables, receivables. And the finance was more of like a passion of mine, the finance side. And I was thinking like, how do I join real estate with finance, mortgages? That's what I came to. Nice. Um, but I understand a lot about the operations of these, like the huge assets, like South Center Mall, for example, because I was working inside of them for years, like kind of, learning how all the gears work and how you keep everything greased and running smoothly, right? Um, so that's like my background kind of and how I got into real estate. Cool. But yeah, and then also investing, like owning properties of my own and kind of building out my spreadsheets, kind of understanding what they look like on paper and then being a landlord, right? Yeah. That sort of stuff. Always long-term leases, no Airbnbs? Yeah, no, I, I do like Airbnbs. Um, I would consider one. I'd have to find the right place. Yeah. Yeah, I have some pretty good property manager guys that I work with on the Airbnb side, so. Nice. Yeah, we'll see, maybe someday. Yeah. But like I said, I want to get back in this, uh, yeah, of course, this winter, so. Yeah, so you're on the fence, you're just shopping? Looking Starting, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was hoping we could talk about the, the rezoning. You touched on it just a touch at the start of the podcast. What is going on with the rezoning? They, they, they just approved um, for Calgary for a lot of properties to be rezoned. What, what, what happened with that? I saw it in your story the other day. Uh, just that it's not for sure. So I don't know yeah. if we can even dabble into it, right? It's a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Like teasers right it's now. It's a proposal. Yeah. Right? yeah so. If it goes through, 
it's uh, it's a free for all and amazing for any developers. Yeah. Anyone doing flips, anything like that. We're actually more for the developers, right? Yeah. So it's like we have strict zoning in place. We're not like other provinces where they're not going to restrict you just because you have a lot that's X by Y. They don't care. They're, they're, they would say if architecturally and structural wise, safety wise, it's there. Go ahead. You can have a duplex wow. even though it's not a R2. That you would can, be... You can go three stories even though everyone... I'd do wow. Yeah. So and I saw that, what was it, 60% of Calgary was going to be able to fit within that zoning that, that they're having... They already freedom. would would fit into that yeah wow but yeah. again this is all hearsay at this time mm -hmm. this is uh i mean all the developers and builders that we know are hoping they're like yes so excited because all those properties that i would send to them I'd be like no it's not even 50 by 120 this is like 40 <laughs> but you know yeah, yeah. so then they'll, they won't care what i propose to them they'll take it that's yeah. right so yeah two like really skinny side by side yeah 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 we'll, we'll see how that goes 12 feet inside each because right now it's like 20 feet inside, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When infill? Yeah. So I'm not sure what this will look like. Um, I hope we get to talk about it when it does come together and it'll be exciting to see what does happen. Uh, yeah. When is the change for government in, in our country? Like when is the oh, next? Uh, it's still a while out. Okay. I think it's late next year. I might be wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's what I was asking. Like I've tried not to follow too much. With the politics side, yeah, I'll stay. I'll obviously stay in touch with the the financial side of things for my job, yeah, like marketing, Bank of Canada, things like that. But obviously, the government has a big role in the housing crisis yeah. they're calling it right now. Yeah, so it is a crisis. We've talked about it. It before. is. Yeah. We need like X amount of houses by twenty thirty, and we're we're like making ten percent of what we need. Yeah, like we're not building fast. It's pretty enough, scary, right? man. Yeah, all these deals that I've done with big builders. All builders, I always tell my clients, you're going to have to add on two months, maybe even three months. Like they tell you you're going to take possession in April. Oh. Wait to add yeah. on a couple months. Oh, yeah. Something always yeah. happens with the trades. There's always something. Yeah. Now they're like way out. So instead of a couple months more, they're attacking on seven to eight months more. Wow. They promise these people who are in a lease, signed up to buy a new house. Everything's gravy. They know they're going to get this house well with before their one year lease is over but now they're gonna have to renew another lease pay more for rent because rental has changed and they have no news on when it's gonna be done right i've had a client uh, phoning me and be like i've driven by my lot that i bought with you <laughs> and they still haven't even like dug the foundation yet i'm like oh man how, how does it how does it work with the mortgage side of, of those new bills that you don't get them because i know you hold the rate for 120 days but those new bills that you don't get for like a year how does yeah. that work with the financing? So we can do, it's tougher, but mm -hmm. we can do 12 month out holds as well. Oh, okay. So this I just one do, was that. This one, they, my client got a 12 month hold. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of just your traditional banks will do that. If someone comes to me for that, I have five or six options, but a lot of those are credit unions, right? Which yeah. is fine. A lot of times credit unions have super competitive rates. But yeah, you can do, you can do a 12. I've even, I've even seen a 16 month kind of pre-approval like rate hold there. But with those ones, they'll do all of the underwriting first. Like they're not just sending you a letter and like we're scanning through the documents. They're going to make sure it's bulletproof first, right? Yeah. Which is fine. It's probably mm -hmm. the way it should be, if anything. So you're essentially, that pre-approval is actually just a full approval because they, they want to make sure that, I mean, this is, you're moving into this 
brand new asset. And this, it's right at that moment, like the land is all that's there, right? So it's really hard for them to kind of underwrite and, and assess. Yeah, assess the what it's going to be. I mean, they can look at the building plan, sure, and like the specs that you've picked with the builder, all that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of get so, some sort of value, but it's a lot more, uh, it's more difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. there's no, there's no property there that is that's security for the mortgage, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's how that works. Okay. 12, like 16 months even I've seen nice. you do rate holds for. Sweet. But I've had guys come to me and it's like, okay, yeah, I have 5k or 5% down on this. Um, I need financing or it's going to be, I'm going to be getting the keys in two or three weeks. And at that point it's like, okay, we probably should have been talking months ago, yeah. right? but we can still do it. I yeah. still closed it. Right. It's just a lot tighter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, oh, this has been great. A lot of yeah. shop talk. Let's, uh, yeah. I want to hear a little, cause you know, like I don't, I want to get to know you. So sure. I was starting to ask like, where did you grow up? So yeah, um, like I'm, I'm 38, you're, I'll be 39 soon. You're 20. Six? Yes. <laughs> and you are Testing 32? 28. Oh, youngin. Yeah. Yes, I am. All right, I'm yeah. the old man. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you like to do outside of work? Do you like play any sports? Is there something yeah, like basketball. I like to go to the gym quite a yeah. bit. A cardio guy too. Um, I play ball twice a week oh, yeah. in Mackenzie. Wait, no way. Monday and Wednesday nights. Where? At the, it's a little school that my friend Kenny, a teammate of ours, he invited me to. It's just a full court run for two hours, just pick up. Hey, well, if you need a guy, let me know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'll definitely let you know now. I played for like my whole, like since I was four years old. Me too, so. yeah. Yeah, that'd be Sweet. fun. Uh, I like to do that. And like I said, in the winter, like I go up to the mountains, you know, snowboarding quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, hikes in the summer. I don't know, camping a little bit. But honestly, I'm more of just like a, you know, huddled up. Yeah. Away in my home office, and then walk over to the gym and bike rides, that gym? sort of stuff. I go to the YMCA. Okay. Yeah, the Corey uh, Park one's pretty great. Lindsay Park, the whole life. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Changed the name so many times, but my payment still comes out as Lindsay Park to this day. Really? Even though it's changed from Lindsay Park to Talisman to Repsol. Yeah. You know? Like five years changed like the, what, three, yeah. three times? They did a lot of renovations in there, and they're currently doing a big, big um, expansion. Oh, they are. They're going to expand that whole pool area because a lot of their biggest um, ways to fill their facility is all these schools and all these swim meets and all these pool um, classes and swimming lessons. Okay. So they're adding on so much more, like basically just adding on to their swimming section, like making more lanes. It's already huge too. Yeah. Yeah. So they're adding on to that. Mia just told me better put another cold tub in the steam room. You only have one. That's why I have my membership there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think my Y has either of those. There's pools, but I don't I don't think there's a cold, cold lunch in no. a steam room. Yeah. Right next to each other. There's gotta be a sauna though. I was thinking about that this morning. I but see saunas like I like the steam room. Sauna's the, like the dry sauna, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh you want the moisture too. The steam room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I have my membership there. Yeah. The, yeah. Italian, Lindsay, I still call it Lindsay Park. Lindsay Park. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you call that workout? The uh Sometimes the uh, cold lunch? Yeah, the executive. Yeah. The executive yeah. workout. Brandon and Anthony, we've done a lot of executives. Even with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I call Wait, it. It's like you go to the gym and it's like 
these, we get so fucking lazy that we get there. We don't go lift. We just go straight and just do back and forth cold plunge and stuff for like an hour and a half. I mean, that's it's pretty hard. Really I went for to you. the gym and it's like, oh, what you, would you work out on today? I did an executive workout today. Oh, yeah. I didn't move a muscle. <laughs> executive oh, but it, it is. It is really good for you. It's yeah, it is. is. I've heard. It feels incredible. I like, Shraz likes finishing with the steam room. I like finishing with the cold plunge because the cold plunge is like adrenaline running through you. Yeah. Feel energized, you know, just going through your fingers. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, definitely try it out if you're looking for an executive level workout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's pretty cool. I don't know. There's not much more about me. Like, um, well, what'd you think of uh, US not even winning a medal in these last games for the basketball? Oh man, I don't and know. Now it's because they're normally the kings, right? Like, yeah, of course. Just, it's but this happened before, and I wouldn't be surprised. Like, here's a little conspiracy theory. I'm like, <laughs> but this happened before, where they had all the young talent go only, not the like best people in the NBA, not even NBA players actually. They had a lot of college guys go, okay. and they lost. So then the call went out to the NBA players, and that's what we know as now when the dream team was assembled. Oh yeah, uh, Jordan and Bird and Magic and all yeah. of them. Of course, they came back with the gold medal. Yeah. So I think that's what happened here. Maybe it was a setup because it might be bronze last, LeBron's last Olympics, mm. right? Yeah. So send these guys hoping they're not going to make it because even I, I watched, so I'm like it was questionable. I'm like, who do you guys even have on this team right now? I saw some US? highlights. Yeah. It's like only Anthony Edwards. It's like the only good player. And then Schroeder, who's like not even a top, he's good, but he's not a top level player in the NBA. Like, and he was MVP of that tournament. He won the gold for Germany, right? Yeah. So maybe sandbagging. I don't know. That's what I mean. So now, yeah. so now it's become a big story that next year in Paris for the Olympics, yeah. LeBron's going, uh, uh, Steph Curry's going, right? That's what people want to hear, right? Like, yeah, why not? Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, so of course they already have it. They might as well just give them the gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's cool. But uh, how can people reach you? How can oh, right. You? That's important. I almost forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, email. Can you link this stuff to the? Yeah, we will. We'll link everything. In the My Instagram is Brett Curtis underscore. No business name yet, but it says I'm a mortgage broker in there. It says what I do. Got a little bit of content on there, relating to this stuff. Um, and the email is Brett at stanmtg.ca. Phone number in the description, and then my website www.stanmtg is in mortgage. Yeah. .ca. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Well, like he said, make sure you shop. I tell all my clients all the time to shop around. Look at your options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I know who I'm going to refer them to. Yeah. So yeah. Very nice to meet you. Thanks yeah. again for being on. Yeah, thanks of course. for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look guys. forward to having you on again and uh, yeah. start doing business together too. Let's do it. All right. See you all next week. Thanks again for tuning in. Take care.